Hello, welcome to the Talent Parent Programme podcast series. My name is Daniel Thompson and I'm the Talent Operations Coordinator for British Canoeing. Today's podcast episode is on developing a growth mindset. This uh, psychological topic is derived from work of a, an American psychologist called Carol Dwork and is widely used in the sporting field. So this topic was actually explored during last year's Talent Parent Programme webinar series and that webinar can be found on the webinar and video resources section of the Talent Parent Programme website. So if anyone would like to watch that to refresh their memory on this particular topic area. So today we're going to be exploring in more depth the ways in which parents can help their child develop a growth mindset and how to reinforce processes. So uh, joining myself for discussions on this podcast today, we've got England Sprint National Talent Coach Nick Fowler, volunteer psychologist within the England Talent Programme, Roisin Kelly, and also parent Sally Holland. So welcome to you all and thanks for being with us today. And so hopefully you can all um, say hello and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, Yes, I'm Nick Fowler, currently lead talent uh, coach for Sprint Kite and Canoes um, and happy to be here to to help out today. Thank you. Uh, Roisin. Hi, Evan. I'm Roisin. I've been working with the ENTS team since uh, September, October time. So I'm really looking forward to talking about growth mindset today. Thank you. And uh, Sally. Hi, I'm Sally Holland. I'm a parent of a junior athlete and we're relatively new to sprint kayaking. Um, so really pleased to join you today. So thank you all for um, being with us today. So um, let's open up today's discussion then. So I'm going to start over to you, Rasheen, to explain in simple terms what is a fixed and growth mindset. Yeah. So when we talk about fixed and growth mindset, what we're really looking at are our attitudes and our opinions towards how we can learn and how we can improve. So when we look at something like a fixed mindset, this would really be the belief someone holds that they've gotten as good as they're ever going to be, or they can't get any better in a certain skill. And you can notice that someone will have a fixed mindset when maybe they don't like being challenged, because being challenged, there's then the potential to maybe underperform or to fail or to not do as well. And they perceive this as a bit threatening. It also means people with a fixed mindset mightn't take feedback particularly well or criticism, because again, they perceive that as someone seeing them as not good enough. And they also believe they're not really able to get better. They've kind of hit the peak of their performance. Whereas on the opposite end, you have someone with a growth mindset. And a big kind of key phrase in the growth mindset is yet. So someone might believe they can't do a skill yet. But if they put the effort in and with support, they will be able to do it eventually. And you'll know someone has a growth mindset when they kind of really enjoy a challenge. So they love being pushed. They love being presented with something new. They'll kind of put 100% into overcoming some kind of challenge. They really like getting feedback and criticism because it helps them learn. And they don't really get brought down by failure or mistakes because for someone with a growth mindset, that generally just means they're on the path to being able to do something. That failure is completely part of the learning process. That's kind of growth and fixed mindset mindsets in a nutshell. 
Thank you. So a good thing there is what you mentioned about the language um, that we use when trying to adopt a growth mindset and the use of the word yet um, is really important. And we'll probably touch on to that um, in a bit um, when we talk a bit more depth about what a growth mindset is and, and strategies around that. So why is it important for an athlete to adopt this growth mindset? Yeah, I mean, really, adopting a growth mindset just gives an athlete greater opportunity to grow and to succeed in their sport. You'll often find when the research has looked at it that people with a growth mindset tend to, to do better and to go further. So when they looked at, this was originally kind of examined in um, academic settings, and when Carol Dweck did some of her research, they found that children with a growth mindset actually did better in exams and academically than those without. And similarly in sport, people who believe they can get better are more willing to put in the hard work, more willing to face and overcome challenges, which means they're probably likely to get better over time, where someone with a fixed mindset will only go so far because once they're met with a challenge or something difficult, they'll just stop. And they'll probably kind of drop off or maybe leave the sport entirely because they're a bit too scared to be challenged and make mistakes. Is it, do you see that as being a really important aspect um, within sport, Nick, that having that growth mindset at a young, developing that at a young age um, is quite critical for helping an athlete develop as a person? I think 100%, yeah. The, the challenge that you have in, in sport in most, most uh, cases in life is that you'll, you'll fail more than you succeed. Um, and that's things could be every day, can be, you know, big job interviews, could be sports competitions, whatever. And I, and I think that the, the ability to bounce back from a series of disappointments is, is, is hugely critical to, to long term sustained success. Um, and that sort of approach about um, succeed, you know, you fail and then you use that opportunity to as a learning experience. Um, is that something that the programme um, work on with, with our junior athletes? How did the programme, what sort of approach did the, does the talent programme take to develop that within our juniors? So we, we try and take a, a process first approach um, when we're coming to the sort of physical training components of, of the programme. Um, we also have the high performing people document where we work on the, the wider holistic skill sets of, of being a successful person, not just being a successful athlete, um, which is sort of a, a broad stroke of, of skill sets that we focus on. Um, I think in in the, the performance world of, of sport, you know, it's important to acknowledge two things. I think one, you you know, don't see it as as pretty binary. You've got to see it as a as a mixture. If you just see it as success or failure, then you're absolutely you know, fixed and your time probably is quite limited within the sport what we're trying to do here is with that with our program is to, to to show that if you go through processes you can always pick apart those processes and there's usually something that you have done pretty well within that process um, and I think it's how you frame those opportunities when you come into a sporting context whether it's you know selection race or uh, just a, a race simulation, training run, that, that sort of thing. That if you focused on the process, what it is you're trying to achieve, rather than the outcome, the process by which you achieve that is is usually much more um, 
it's easier to sit with sit with the athlete if something's not uh, not function quite as well as you might have planned it. So you're not looking at this this terrible failure at the end. You've delivered your race plan for the first 50% of the race, but something's not quite worked to the second half. You've got to, you know, you're, you're better building from 50% than you are from zero, or in some cases, the power of the mind from even further back than that, not wanting to even get back in a boat, for example. So um, it's really about viewing any mistake and just learning from that and thinking about uh, the bigger picture and the processes that you perhaps took within um, your performance as opposed to the outcome itself, um, which is really, really critical here in, in developing that growth mindset. Um, so just um, back to you, um, Rasheen, and then on to yourself, Sally. Um, so, so Nick touched on it there a little bit about how we can sort of view that mistake as an opportunity. So how would um, someone that perhaps probably has a bit more of a fixed mindset and what sort of approach and how would we um, try to help the athlete view um, that mistake if they've got a fixed mindset or, or they failed to a growth mindset of, no, this is a, now an opportunity? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, it depends on the situation, but if it's partially it can be kind of setting out expectations at the beginning with an athlete, if someone's learning a new skill, it's setting very clear expectations that actually this might take six weeks to learn. So along the way, just informing them you're going to get it wrong and I expect you to get it wrong and just making that really clear and obvious from the start. But as well, I think part of it is questioning, is it is it a mistake? If we know an athlete's going to get something wrong, is it just part of the learning process as opposed to a mistake? And actually, in getting it wrong, they're getting closer to getting it right. And it's about how with them we view that. And when they do get something wrong, that we're celebrating that maybe they've gotten closer to a skill as opposed to you've gotten this one thing wrong, but you've got these other 10 things right. And focusing on that. And like Nick said, it's, it's the process. It's putting that emphasis on the process as opposed to the outcome. So we don't expect them to be able to do the skill for weeks, but we're celebrating the little processes they are getting right along the way. Thank you. Um, and I'm keen actually to hear about your um, thoughts on this, Sally. Um, to wonder whether you've got any experience yourself um, to your son that's um, within the um, talent um, pathway. Has he sort of um, had mistakes in the past, but has sort of adopted this sort of growth mindset approach and, and has seen some of um the mistakes or um, as an opportunity? I think definitely, really. I think part of this for me in terms of being a growth mindset is thinking about these adaptability in terms of how they respond to the mistake and looking back at that mistake and thinking, okay, what did I do? What pathway did that take me down as a result of that? And then taking that as a learning opportunity um, in terms of how they can develop and grow from that and learn from that process. But also remembering the energy that comes from actually learning a new skill. You know, once you've mastered it, there's always that real sense of satisfaction. Um, so I think it's just reminding them at the point of the mistake, what comes next? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that sort of brings me on to the next thing about um, strategies that um, athletes could probably adopt to help them um, develop this sort of growth mindset. 
Um, so we're are there any sort of strategies, Rasheen, that would be useful for a parent to sort of understand how they could help their um, their son or daughter um, adopt a growth mindset? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the big things is bringing in that language and watching the language we use around skill development and mastery. And it is that focus on putting the emphasis on someone putting in hard work. So when you look at, again, that work that Caroline Dweck has done, Carol Dweck even, they found that a lot of the time when someone was called talented, it actually had a negative effect because then someone felt like they were kind of worth more because they were talented. And suddenly if they weren't talented, people wouldn't like them. Whereas when they were kind of praised for their effort or the hard work they they put in on the processes instead, people felt a lot better. They can also control that more. So someone can control the effort they put into something more than just being talented or just being good. So it's when someone's put in that extra effort to get that little bit better, it's praising them for that. And it's recognizing, you know, I saw you worked really hard today and we can see that's paying off as opposed to you're a fantastic paddler. You'll get it eventually. And second, little things like that. Absolutely, that positive reinforcement there and helping the athlete and and then for them to appreciate when they have put in that and gone above and beyond and that extra effort being acknowledged and that they have done that. Um, I'm keen to understand what your viewpoint here is, um, Nick, and your application um, within a coaching concept. Um, So what sort of things would you do as a coach to sort of just help embed that growth mindset approach within an athlete? Um, I think it's, it is focusing really on the, on the processes of how you achieve a particular performance. And I think, uh, you know, really rich understanding of what, what is required to be successful in your particular class discipline. Um, you know, nobody can outrightly say, you know, what it, what does success look like? Because it's it's different for many different people and uh, different ages and different stages. So, what you're really trying to do is, from a coaching perspective, is just keep keep layering on the development um, where it comes where it comes to to racing. I always try and sort of say, well, if there's a particular part of our race plan that needs to develop, let's focus on that bit for a a, a standard regatta at Nottingham, for example, where it may not be selection. Um, it could be a sort of one of the, the three races that in the year that they have as a, a free shot, if you like, um, just to go out and practice their uh, a particular part of their their race plan. So it could be um, you know the, the first 250 wanted to be done on a particular pace, a particular rate that we're trying to achieve really in another three months' time. And there's a consequence-free environment here within this particular regatta that allows you to to challenge there. We're not interested in what happens as a as a grand outcome. We just want you to be able to try and deliver that under a little bit of pressure, uh, i.e. there's other people around you in the same race. It's not a time trial, but we want you to try and deliver that, that first part of your race, a specific component. And we analyze that bit after the race rather than the whole picture. Um, and so I think having those 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 little processes involved and, and almost ticked off as you go um, allows the athlete then to, to be in a real position of confidence, high levels of confidence when it comes into the, the race when it's, that matters 
i.e. the, the Europeans World Championships, uh, development regatta abroad, their first experience racing overseas, something like that. Because they've delivered that type of performance before, um, they know they can do it. So that, that position of knowledge brings confidence. Confidence brings performances, in my, in my experience. And um, Sally, um, as um, your son sort of had that fixed mindset um, at a younger age and then has, gr has grown um, to develop this um, growth mindset? I think it depends on what aspect of the sort of overall picture you're looking at. I think in terms of his technique, he's always demonstrated a growth mindset. I think initially when we look back at where he started, he was very much an independent paddler. He wasn't attached to a club or to a coach. And he very much learned his technique through watching YouTube videos and would learn from that process and put it out into practice on the water and then more recently he's working with his coach um, and also with the talent program and he seems to be very agile and flexible in terms of what people are saying to him and be able to mirror that and progress his technique all the time so I think absolutely he's you know really developed through that growth mindset I think in terms of fixed mindset, I think it's more a case of where we've had areas that are much harder to resolve. Um, I think nutrition has been a really key thing here, whereas I wouldn't say if perhaps a fixed mindset, I think it's been a really hard thing to get right. I think the element we've really struggled with is eating first thing in the morning. Um, so if you can imagine getting up at half past five in the morning and then being asked to eat, that for any person, let alone a teenager, actually is a really difficult thing to do. And I think conversations with his coach, um, with us as parents, but also with the gym, um, have been really helpful to try and work out what's stopping him eating at that time of day and then trial and error of trying different things. So, you know, sort of having the fixed mindset, I just can't eat in the morning to that bit of actually, right, let's give this a go. That didn't work. Let's give something else a go and just keep keep at it in terms of trying to achieve some form of nutrition going in first thing in the morning. It sounds like um, that's a great sort of approach that you've had there um, with, you know, one thing doesn't work and um, try to have another approach and try something different, see whether that's working um, for the athlete or if that isn't, try something else. Um, Roisin, is that something um, as uh, that athletes should should be doing, and and um, parents um, can help the athlete do um, before you know? Because it does um, take a while for the athlete um, probably to get it right, really. Yeah, sure. I should like to pick up on um, one of the things Sally said quickly is that there's that growth mindset in some areas, but the fixed mindset in other areas. And that's 100% applicable to everyone that we're never completely growth mindset and completely fixed mindset. We vary in different things we do. So like Sally said, technical stuff, her son is fine, complete growth mindset, but nutrition things, it might be a little bit harder. And what we can learn kind of coaches and parents and myself included is looking for those things and those triggers that might bring on a fixed mindset. So like being challenged or like something we find difficult like even eating that early in the morning like what are those times or those situations that we do get a bit more fixed and we do struggle a bit more and putting in things putting things in place that can maybe combat that ahead of time or exactly like what Sally's doing is just slowly kind of trying to find a way around it and keeping that mindset of 
all right, it's an issue now, but we're going to keep working through and we're going to find a way through this. And I think the fact that her son has so much support around is a big deal as well. That when someone is faced with a bit more of a fixed mindset, it's looking out to those resources. So, okay, they're struggling and they can't quite get over this thought in the head that I can't eat first thing in the morning or I'm not good at going for a jog what resources do you have that you can go to to actually ask for help and maybe ask for a little bit more information that you need to get past that challenge? Absolutely. I think I'll just add another point there um, in that one of the things, because we were really struggling with this nutrition bit is then Tom's coach also sort of pulled in some additional support for us. And we got a bit of sort of mentoring from an Olympic gold medalist, which was fantastic, who, basically sort of said to Tom, you know, if it's worth it in terms of marginal gain, just do it, just eat, <laughs> you know, so again, it's that sort of reinforcement of the key message about, you know, let's not sabotage your training when you're putting in this much effort, um, if one of the key things is to get the nutrition right. And as a coach, Nick, what approach would be um, in that situation? Uh, if you're, sorry, if you're faced with the fixed mindset around nutrition any any other component you mean or yes yes absolutely yeah 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 I, I think it's a it's a really really good example having sort of spent the last few years working with some of the men's under 23 team the the when you're putting training on at 6 30 in the morning and they rock up and they still got bedhead and sleep in their eyes and and you know they're not going through those processes really to to, to look to look after themselves and prepare for training as optimally as they, they could do, especially if you put a time trial on or uh, a, an important key session, something like that. So I think it, for me, it's, it's best to recognize um, the, the effort when they put the effort in, when they do take things seriously. There's not really a lot you can gain from being heavy handed dictatorial in those moments and, and, and getting a little bit shouty. Um, it, it, sometimes it helps sometimes it doesn't but I'm more often than not I think it's more it, it's about rewarding when you see progress towards that that growth mindset we said earlier mistakes are made whether you, it, it doesn't work or or not I've certainly had athletes being ill on the water because they've they thought about eating before a training session so they've just stuffed a, a banana down their throat before they're doing you know a thousand meter time trial and it's you know it's a messy site at the end of it. So I think, it, but it's important that you recognize that they're making strides towards getting to a better place. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm keen to um, go into another topic within the growth mindset. And we sort of touched a little bit on the beginning. I think you mentioned, Nick, uh, around um, sort of competition. And when we talked a little bit about mistakes and um, suffering disappointment, um, so after an athlete perhaps has suffered disappointment, um, what sort of conversations um, would we have with an athlete after the, their race? And um, does, is, does that differ between athletes? Um, yeah, greatly differs between athletes. Um, 100% every athlete's got a different personality and is an individual in their own right, and they would respond to disappointment um, it, in, in their own way, I think the strength that you have as being part of a of a team around a, a specific athlete. Uh, not forget, I work on a national program, so I'm not a, a primary part of of many many athletes' support teams. But where I see 
really good work going on is where coach, parents, siblings, friends uh, are really, really all on the same page about how to to work with an individual to come through a, a, a disappointing race or a, a non-selection or you know, not making a final. Um, but I think the most important thing is, is adding the context behind it. I think it's if it's something that you have, if an athlete hasn't achieved a particular component part of the race plan that I was talking about earlier, that's a very, very different conversation to somebody who's missed out on on selection. Um, I, th I think if you've set it up to be part of a, of a process, you analyze the, the process. And I think if it's something like a, a selection race, it's important to remember that the, they're people first and foremost. And no athlete is defined as a person by their sport. So, you know, you're not, in, in Sally's example, you're not Tom Holland, the guy who came sixth in the, in the, in the B final, for example. He's never done that, I don't think. But um, just as an example, uh, you, you wouldn't label a person because of what happened on a, on a regatta lake. I think that's an important process to, to go through, um, that, that, that that disappointment won't last. You'll get better. And, uh, you know, you haven't achieved something yet, as Rasim said earlier at the start of the podcast. It, it hasn't happened for you yet. Yes, that, that use of word and um, yet yeah, there, that um, reinforcement, just, just changing the language there, um, mm. help, you know, just helps the athlete, frame the athlete into a different perspective of, of um, where they are. Um, yeah, they, they haven't, um, didn't do it yet. Um, really important there. Um, Roisin, the key thing here um, when an athlete um, suffers disappointment, they're driving away from a regatta lake and or slalom course and they're just um they're going to be really disappointed in the car and it's going to be the parent in the car with that athlete um and you know could be driving two three hours and having that level of disappointment uh, what conversations could a parent have um and should be having um with an athlete that might have suffered disappointment in the car journey on the way home yeah um it's funny i mean you could talk about the car journey home i think for an entire podcast in and of itself it's such a a key moment and something i've been lucky enough to have conversations with parents before about this um and i think some of the big points we pulled from it was knowing when to have particular conversations i mean sad to have far more first-hand knowledge of this than myself but it's a big opportunity i think to hand some control over to the athlete so it kind of depends you'll know your own child better but it might be that actually the car isn't the time to have a conversation or not that first hour of the car journey maybe the athlete doesn't want to talk and it's about reading their cues and what they're kind of telling you not just verbally but body language as well are they walking to the car with their head down and don't say a word and is that their trying their way of saying actually don't want to talk about it but in terms of the times where you do have conversations again i think it's a really important time to hand that over to the athlete and just say like listen to them and hear what it is they want to talk about and what they want to say about the experience and if it's an opportunity where they want to vent just letting them do that that maybe it's actually not the right time to try and instill a growth mindset if they just need to give out about it 
but if they're ready to have a slightly more reflective conversation then maybe just guiding them towards that growth mindset so listening really carefully to what they're saying are they throwing out statements like I can't do it I'm not going to get any better and maybe questioning that a little bit more and kind of going well you know you've gotten better than you were last year what can we do now to kind of make sure you're better next year or if they're already there if they're kind of throwing out statements like you know I know I can do better than I did okay when I get back on the lake on Monday here's what I'm going to do and just encouraging that and then maybe reflecting on the performance they just had and helping them pull out what was good about it because no performance is going to be black or white there's going to be good and bad elements to performance and helping them pull those out a little bit more so focusing on the good and then helping them make an action plan to improve as opposed to just letting them spiral and focus on the negatives yeah, so first of all, I completely agree, and, and sort of a, a topic in itself there, the Comfort Car Journey conversation on the way home. Um, but yeah, you touched on some great points there in terms of if the athlete is is ready to to talk, let listen to them, and let them sort of take over. And um, uh, if if they're um, having that negative feelings, uh, can maybe help them to to sort of push them towards a growth mindset and again comes back to the use of language and, and making sure that you know it's and um, you you haven't achieved it yet uh, as well and um, Sally is there any experience yourself as a parent um, on the car journey on the way home either good or, or bad experience yes absolutely um we certainly had a lot of silent journeys um coming back from regattas um on occasions and I think my key bit of advice would be to recognize just how tired they are um, and potentially, you know, they're exhausted, they're hungry. And that and the initial bit is, you know, sort of maybe deal with those priorities first before you start having conversations. And you say, I think the, the point about the athlete leading those conversations is really helpful. I think the other thing as parents, it's really important to remember that you are a parent at this point um, and to offer that sort of unconditional support um, and sort of look after them as people rather than as an athlete um, initially um, would be my key bit of advice. I think the other piece we've been given as parents is to understand what the objective of that particular regatta was. So from Nick's point of view is understanding, you know, maybe they're not there yet, but it is that process of getting there and they perhaps ticked off another element of that process in that particular regatta would be really valuable to remind them about. Yeah, that's a um, great, great viewpoint there and good at um, sort of helping it open, uh, bring the context um, a bit more across um, as a parent. Um, I'll probably bring this podcast to a close uh, very shortly, um, but I've got sort of one final question that I sort of want to ask um, everybody really. First of all, um, what would be your top tip for parents to help their child develop that growth mindset? Um, I'll start off with yourself, Rasheen. Um, yeah, I think it's it's when you introduce the concept of growth mindset to athletes, some of them have never heard about it, but then when you present a growth versus a fixed mindset, everyone very quickly recognizes a growth mindset is better. So I think even for parents to sit down with their athletes and just, or their child rather, and just ask, you know, have you heard about growth versus fixed mindset? And if they haven't, do a bit of reading on it together see what kind of resources there, see what you know blogs there are written on it. Because a lot of the time, once an athlete knows that this exists, then they can start to pick up on their own kind of thinking patterns and 
their own opinion towards situations and that'll just help them realize when they have a fixed mindset and when they have a growth mindset and the parent can be a really strong influence in exploring the times where their mindset may be a bit more fixed and helping them recognize it a bit by looking out for that language you know I can't do something I'm no good at this and just reminding them you know you can't do it yet but let's look at how you can improve and just being that support while the athlete maybe explores their fixed mindset or their growth mindset. A great bit of advice there. Um, uh, Nick, um, anything else, Brad, really? What, what would your top tip be for parents to help their child develop that growth mindset? Yeah, I think it's about understanding that um, athletes of all ages are, are really competitive um, and appointment and learning how to deal with that is, is fundamental. But we shouldn't try and dilute that competitive spirit. We've just got to try and uh, guide it in the in the right direction so you know the the reward of hard work endeavor attention to detail is what's going to make you ultimately really successful and so how do you how do you equip people with that sort of particular skill set and mindset is um, is really really important and I think everything that we've talked about today is is is, is absolutely fundamental for me the, there's a, a little resource called the car ride home um, by Mike Bergstrom as a as a book on on Amazon, and it um, it's a wonderful little read and just an insight into how those conversations and the importance of conversations in in, in cars and environments where um, parents are having to deal with the disappointment when coaches have gone home and uh, they're all on their own. It's about how how do you sort of make them uh, sort of see that disappointment in a different light and and gives a real clear bit of guidance as to the, the do's and don'ts of, of of those conversations, really. So I think that's a great little resource there. But yeah, ultimately, we're not trying to dilute competitive spirit. We're trying to redirect it in the in the positive way. That's that's great. Yeah, certainly, we'll we'll put that resource on the Talent Parent Program webpage in the resources section under the Growth Mindset topic. And um, so for parents to have a look if if they want to have a look at. Um, that book and um, have a look in more detail. Equally, um, we will follow up um, with a, another webinar or podcast um, on the topic on itself of uh, the car journey on the way home as well. Um, so, uh, Sally, um, what your top tip would be? I think from a parent's perspective, it's supporting your sort of athlete's sort of capacity for a growth mindset in terms of helping them to get the balance right between their college or school commitments and their training commitments. So perhaps that sort of help with ensuring that, you know, they're eating at the right time at the, across the course of the day, but also helping them to plan out their college work and making sure they're getting enough sleep. So actually they're not overwhelmed that they do have this capacity to think in a growth mindset sort of way I think ultimately be present as a parent take an interest not just the pattern, but throughout the training process and reward the effort they're putting in uh, that's um, yeah excellent sort of top tip there to finish up on really so yeah nick roisin sally um thank you very much um for being involved in today's um podcast episode on um uh, developing a, a growth mindset um hope that you found this podcast useful um and um, there'll be more uh, Talent Parent Programme podcasts um, on various different topic areas. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode.